0: This is the Thin Space Podcast. My name is Evan Chastine, and I have the honor of hosting this podcast with the founders of Cloudwalk Ministries, Jody and Larry Green. Uh, Jody and Larry, would you mind introducing our guest today?
1: We would love to. Our guest, uh, who has become a a very quick friend, uh, is Danny Mullins. And, you know, maybe the place to start, Jody, is do you want to just share real quick Real quick, how, how how you met Danny, and then I met Danny through that.
2: Yes, how did we meet Danny? Well, a friend um, a friend brought Danny to our attention, and um, and what the friend didn't know is that I've been praying for about ten years for a oh, a deeper spiritual formation journey that we could go on, and just sensing our community was ready for that. So Danny is a part of a ministry called Sustainable Faith. Based in Columbus, Ohio, Danny. And and the beautiful thing about Danny's ministry is he comes to us um, and guides us in learning the process of spiritual spiritual formation in a deeper way, but also um, how to be better listeners and and if we want to, how to be spiritual directors. And and what I've come to realize even more through knowing Danny is is God has birthed a spiritual formation ministry through Cloudwalk, and I don't think we even knew but that's what we did for a long time and um, and it has just been a, a pleasure and we have all grown so much knowing you Danny and um, and you are just a blessing and we think you'll be around here for a long long time so
3: Thank you
1: I can remember Danny when, when we met and Jody had I think you had already met him by the time we had a chance to meet and I was going in having known a little bit about spiritual formation and everybody will be unpacking that a bit and um, helping us all kind of get a better understanding of what that might mean. But I can remember it, it was you know it was really you know Danny what what are your thoughts about spiritual formation and and um like many things, there are lots of different definitions of what that is. It's like discipleship. You know, there are a lot of different. When you say discipleship, well, what does it really mean? Well, there are a lot of things, and and where my heart and where Jody's heart was going into this was, you know, we we are, we really want to walk with people who who take that notion as a way to grow in intimacy with with god with jesus a way to come to know him more deeply um less about the the process per se and more about remembering what spiritual formation is all about and i remember danny the first time we met it was like i think it took about 45 seconds for me to realize (laughs) that you had walked in things that we had never walked in when it comes to this and um so that was what maybe three years ago now, and mm-hmm. it it literally feels like we've been friends for fifteen years. It and, does. Um, and 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 just for everybody that's listening, uh, Danny is a very trusted friend. We're just thrilled to have you here, and um, thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and as, as Larry and Jody mentioned there, today's topic is spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. So I think we've just got some questions for you to to talk about this topic, and then we want to invite everybody into an experience that you're going to lead us in uh, towards the end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think to start out, the highest level question we can ask is, what is spiritual formation?
3: I, th- I think I discovered uh, what s- spiritual formation was by... Realizing how unlike Jesus I was, (laughs) you know, having been a lifelong Christian, you know, one of those persons who I can't remember not being in church. It's just that's been my life. And I pretty much can't remember a time when I didn't love God. Uh, But if that's true, why am I having such issues with certain things that these are not Christ-like at all? And yet I struggle at a deep level with certain things because, you know, I, I read in Second Peter how we've been invited to participate in the nature of God. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that sounds great. How the heck does that happen? Hmm. How can I participate in the nature of God? Which started me on this um, journey of finding out. And, uh, you know, my the definition I tend to go with is the one that comes from Robert Mulholland. He's got a book called Invitation to a Journey. And he says that spiritual formation is the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. Hmm. And when I hear that definition, I think, well, who in the heck could have a problem with that? Hmm. You know, I mean, aren't we trying to become like Jesus? And sometimes we hear the word spiritual formation and it, I don't know, it just, it's like, oh, is that new age, or you know, it just—it's just because it's language that many of us, I think, in the Protestant world, we didn't grow up with that language. It's out there somewhere, and it must be a little weird, or we would have had it first, you know. Which is sort of the pride of how we grow up sometimes in our uh, in our religious context. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that—that that was it. It's like, yeah, I want to become like Jesus, and that's what Mulholland says. It's a process of being conformed uh, to the image of Christ for the sake of other people.
0: Yeah, and whenever you say process, this question comes to mind, is this a process that is done to us or a process that we participate or that we do, a spiritual formation, something that we do or that's that's done to us? And, uh, and my,
3: my answer to that is yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I participate in it in the sense that I, we can posture ourselves in front of God so that God can act on our hearts and change me. I don't participate in it to the, in the sense that I cannot change my heart. And the quicker I got my head wrapped around that, then everything got a little more simple for me because I'm trying like heck to change my heart and I'm not having any luck. And uh, so finally, it's like I resigned as heart changer. Because I can't do that. But I can. It's like, you know, you can, if you get under the waterfall, you might get wet. So there are, I think, practices that enable us to get under the waterfall so we can get wet. The water's there, but it's not my water. So posturing myself in God's presence, I have a much higher likelihood of seeing a change from him than uh if I, if I don't do that
0: yeah yeah and Jody you had uh, kind of this quote that we had thrown around before we started recording from Dallas Willard on spiritual formation would you mind sharing that with us
2: I would love to share that Evan Dallas's quote is spiritual formation is character formation everyone gets a spiritual formation it's like an education Everyone gets an education. It's a matter of which one you get. And I remember, Danny, one of the first times we met together as a group, you paraphrased that and you just said, we're all being formed by something. What are you being formed by? And even Mm. as you're listening today, what a great question. What are you being formed by? Because it's something. And I know, you know, just listening to you, Danny, share and, and thinking of my own journey, For a long long time it certainly wasn't jesus that was forming me and um yeah a great place kind of to to think about this like what what am i being formed by
3: and there's lots of things yes yes you know society culture uh you know not to politics you know which is dangerous to say these days uh parents Mm -hmm. you know family structures educational structures I mean we are being formed Uh, so I I think I'd rather choose what forms me
2: absolutely
1: do you have a sense Danny you know why why is this this whole notion of formation this these things that we're talking about why is this important to God I mean how, how would he enter into this with us as we're, as we're sharing?
3: Well, if, if we acknowledge God as our creator, we were created to be like him. And originally, apparently, that was the case. Mm. Image and likeness of God. Mm. And it's, a, it's, it's just coming back to what God always meant to be, for me to be like God, which kind of boggles the mind, (laughs) you know, it's a little astounding to think about being like, it sounds so prideful, or it's like, God's like saying no, this is, this is, this is what I wanted all along, I created you to be like me, and obviously it's gone, it's gone, you know, sideways, Mm -hmm. and this is simply a return to that, And uh, I think it's just a loving father acting towards us in the ways that he wants and that he knows are absolutely the best for us. We're going to be the happiest. We are going to flourish as human beings when we are moving down that road towards his likeness.
0: Hmm. And whenever you say down that road, my current understanding of this spiritual formation or or a pathway of transformation, this road that you're talking about there, is this process from orientation to disorientation to reorientation, or another way to say that would be life, death, and resurrection. Mm -hmm. And I saw on your website you have a book that's titled Darkness to Light, which sounds a lot to me like this, the second two there, from this disorientation. Correct to reorientation or, or from resurrection to life, or, or from death to resurrection. Yeah. It was Is that what you're meaning there? Is that the, the, the process? And if so, were you aware of that while you were going through it? Uh,
3: yes and no, in that, you know, having been raised in church, I think uh, being like Jesus is sort of taken for granted. And the mm-hmm. way you are to, to be like Jesus, well, you come to church, you read your Bible, participate in certain activities and that's all I knew until it just did not work it was I hate to say it wasn't enough but uh it just wasn't working I wasn't changing Hmm. and so this depth of sort of dissatisfaction led me to work even harder and I worked so hard that I ran out of My little gas tank that drove that engine just went bone dry. And I pretty much just crashed and burned, which that was God's way with me. You know, I hope everybody doesn't have to go down that road. But I literally had to run out of my capacity to work the program. Hmm. The program as I understood it. Yeah. Then I could no longer do it. And then I'm just hoping there's a program because if there's not, I'm done. This is it. uh, And I don't. Kind of the pretty hopeless. Turns out there was a program. (laughs) And it's amazing how God invites us all into that program Mm -hmm. that we didn't even know existed. And it's been there forever. This is not new. People have been on this journey for hundreds and hundreds of years. And there's books about it. And it's like I had no clue these books existed that in some ways were a map towards everything my heart was crying for which mm. was to be like the god i truly loved i always loved him it's not about did i love him i just had no clue to how to move from here to the thing i felt like my heart was just reaching out for and just couldn't find it
2: so
0: yeah and Danny, as you're talking about that you use this word journey uh, that we're, we're on this journey, that you were on this journey. And Jody, it reminds me of something that you've said, and in, in I think just our conversations about the spiritual formation journey, uh, that there's kind of this path or order to it. Would you share that with us?
2: Absolutely. And, and Danny mentioned it, that there's a program, but most of us don't know there's a program. And in the simplest of terms, the way it's been explained to me is this program starts with me then there's me and God, then there's God and me, and then there's God. And it's a journey, it's often explained in, in St. Teresa's book of Avila, which um, is a book on spiritual formation, the journey to oneness with God. And and so in in the simplest way that I've ever heard it explained, it starts with me and it ends with God. And And the me, I have a very similar story to yours Danny a crash and burn story and and I too pray that that's not um, Not everyone's story, but But uh, the words that have been really really resonating with me recently is that a seed must fall to the ground be buried and died in order to bring new life and and That's kind of the formation journey at least in my experience Mm -hmm. like I had to die to me fall to the ground and and become this new life that's so much more fruitful and so much more abundant than anything I could have ever imagined. But but I wish someone had told me there was a program. It would have it yeah. would have helped, I yeah. think.
3: Saint Bernard uh, which I think Saint Bernard was uh I don't know 12th century 13th century, but he had what he called the four levels of love and it's really a lot like what I heard you talk about because he said the four levels of love. The first one was loving myself for my sake. And then the next level was loving uh, God for my sake. So obviously both of those are focused on me. I love me for my sake, then I love God for my sake. The third one was loving God for God's sake. And that I thought, oh, that's, that's the ultimate. You know, now I'm loving God for God's sake. But Bernard had a fourth one, which was uh, loving myself for God's sake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that one sort of turned my little world up. I'm now loving me for him. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, that'll mess with your mind to think, can now can i love me like he loves me well then i'm going to have to live in the experience of being loved by god and i'm actually participating with him loving me and then and then some people add and then others Mm -hmm. you know you add the and others to that i'm loving myself and others for god's sake and that's that's a whole podcast right there all by itself. Just, yeah, yeah. just talking about that.
0: Absolutely. That's beautiful.
2: Well, and that's why I love that quote by Robert Mulholland you shared, being transformed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. And I think that's sometimes where spiritual formation can get a bad rap because it, it is an inner journey that we have to go on to love ourselves but, but, this, for the sake of others is is equally as important in in Jesus' eyes, so. yeah,
3: because one of the criticisms is, oh, that you know that sounds like navel gazing, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're just focused on yourself, and I don't think people understand that, oh no, I have to do that first because hmm. I cannot extend myself out here if there's nothing you know, if I'm not living in that kind of love for myself, so we love our neighbor as we love ourselves yeah. and that that part somehow i missed all those you know decades in church that oh I, that means i need to love me first and yeah. i had no clue what that meant and that's part of this process this and you know the the one uh, tweak i'd put to mulholland's quote it's not just the process it's the lifelong process mm. of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others. Because this is never, you're not going to get there and all of a sudden you're going to be there. Yeah. This is going to go on, for me, post-life. Because I don't think we get there just when we die. It was Wilder who said, you know, he didn't believe in a cosmic car wash, which was, you know, you die and then all of a sudden we're all just like God. He said, that's, you know, that that's baloney. <laughs> you know, it's like this this becoming like God's going to happen. If God's limitless... <laughs> We're going to be coming like God, it's going to take forever, and then that's too big than I can think of, so I don't know. Forever doesn't end, so I guess it goes on and on and on and on, because he goes on and on and on and on.
2: You know, as you're sharing, Danny, the, the question that is coming to my, um, my mind and I sense maybe is coming to people and say, listen, is, okay, I, I want this. Like, I want to look more like Jesus. I've been struggling with, you know, fill in the blank for a long, long time and, and just not getting anywhere. So we talk a lot about spiritual practices and, and offer spiritual practices with every podcast for people to, to practice and to use and for spiritual growth and, and just a sense of why, how do you do this and why is a practice important? Um,
3: i i played the piano growing up and i practiced and certain things became second nature there's some god things i want to become second nature i want them to become a part of me still acknowledging i cannot change my heart these practices uh, that that you do over and over and over again for me the three s's silence solitude and sabbath that's for me those are the baselines and and we really resist those three particular ones I think Uh, I am silent so I can only hear God I am alone so I can only be with God and I observe sabbath so I can realize I have limitations and I have to stop doing whatever it is I'm doing and Those practices put me in a position for God to act on my heart. Uh, So it's you know it was uh, it was Willard who said God's not opposed to effort; He's just opposed to earning. And we just want this stuff to happen like pixie dust, or you know, Mm. say the magic word, and then we'll. it, It doesn't work like that. But it's not earning. It's posturing. It's getting in front of Him in a regular basis.
1: Every kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, we already know this, but we're not aware that we know it, which is, if, you know, if we think about the closest relationships that we have, you know, the people that are around us are forming us. And um, to, to, to practice is uh, ultimately to become like your piano example, but in our relationships where we've become more like another person, we're doing those three things in relationship with them. Right. And so, you know, kind of to you, but why would it be different for God? And yet we will will do that in a lot of our relationships, but the invitation is to, to actually do that with God. And it
3: seems really scary with God for most folks, which, you know, seems so odd. I mean, I know because I've experienced the scary. You know, I remember you telling me about your experience at a silent retreat, and it was like, oh, man, what have I gotten into? You know, it's like I'm going to be alone. And I think the scary is because I can only see it as being alone with me. And I'm silent, and I'm going to be with my thoughts, and there's nothing to distract me from. That's the scary. It's not actually God that I'm afraid of. It's being alone with me. It's stop, if I'm Sabbath, if I stop my work that I get all my identity from, Mm -hmm. then what else is there? And that is so scary. It's like God hit them all. (laughs) Be (laughs) quiet, be alone, and stop what you're doing.
1: How would you, because like all of us, there was a large part of my life and a large part of all of our lives where we weren't doing this. And and it is scary. And what would you say to people that are kind of in the middle or on the front end of that right now? And what would your encouragement be or what what would you say?
3: There's some great books and books. I mean, there's just some great material more than there's ever been that I'm aware of available that you can explore this. And that's an easy entrance. Because you can do that alone in your bedroom and hide in the closet if you need to and, re- and, you know, and read about this stuff. So it's a non-threatening way, I think, to begin to uh, gain an understanding of what this is about. You know? The second thing is you can't do this without a community of people. So finding a group of people who are on this journey uh, and somehow joining them on that journey, uh, is, it, it, it will have to happen. At whatever point, you know you can, you can feel comfortable enough to join a group, then join a group. And, you know, then I'm pretty biased, but, you know, uh, finding a spiritual companion. You know, I mean, we train spiritual directors. I'm a spiritual director. I train spiritual directors. Most people don't even know what a spiritual director is, but it, it's just someone who will walk with you on their journey. Someone who's on their own journey. <laughs> You know, I'm on my journey, and then I just walk with people on theirs, and I have some experience because I'm on mine. And I, I feel like I can come alongside them and just walk with them. Not there to tell them what to do, but I do notice things because I've been on this road too, and I, there's, I think, some help, some comfort, some aid, encouragement that comes as a result of that. So, I mean, those are three things I think are really important. And pretty much you go on that journey because you can't help yourself. It's just like you hit a point where it's like, man, I've got to do something because I don't want to live like this anymore. I know there's more.
0: Well, Danny, this is the Thin Space podcast, and it sounds like a lot of the practices that you're talking about are you being in, in what we call a thin space, these places, these spaces where... God meets us and we experience a divine presence. And in all of these podcasts, our hope is not so much to teach as invite people mm-hmm. into that divine presence that that we've experienced and we want to share with others. And, and so in this episode, would you mind leading us in a, a practice here, leading us to a thin space so that we can Practice with people. So we're, we're going to practice this here, and, and we invite you all listening to, to practice this with us as well.
3: I'd love to. Father, Son, and Spirit, uh, thank you so much for your abiding presence. As someone said, you don't know how to be absent. You don't even know how. You are with us right here in this moment, wherever we are. Grant us the capacity to notice that. Just to be still. I want to invite you to be still for a few moments. Quieten your heart. Perhaps take a few deep breaths. It, it has this effect on our body of releasing, uh, letting go. Deep breath in and out. And again, in and out. And now hold your hands out in front of you, palms up. And I'd like for you to imagine in your hands the cares and the concerns that you've been carrying today. What are they? To the you know, to the best of your ability, just name them. Become aware that you have been carrying them and hold them in front of you for just a moment. And then I like for you to slowly Turn your hands face down as a way of letting them go. At least for this time you're spending with God right now. Turn them face down and release them. Now turn your hands, your empty hands, palms up again as a sign that you're ready to receive whatever God has for you in this moment. And then slowly Return your hands to your lap and and sit in a comfortable position. And take one more deep breath as we breathe in God and breathe out. I'm going to invite you to, uh, to use your imaginations today our imagination is a gift from God. We use it all the time, it's how we see things. It's where all great art and literature and music comes from because someone imagines it, so I'm gonna invite you to, to, to use yours. And I'd like for you to imagine that you're standing at the beginning of a hiking trail. And I want you to take a moment to notice the landscape at this trail. It could be a trail you've actually hiked in the past at some point. That may come to your mind. However, it could be a trail you're seeing for the very first time in, in that place inside of us where we see. Be present to that for a moment. Is it a mountain trail, a trail rolling a trail through rolling hills and meadows? Is it a desert trail? Just spend a few moments taking in your surroundings and the trailhead, the trailhead that you, that you stand at. and we're going to name this trail becoming like jesus this is the becoming like jesus trail and in keeping with our topic today this is the journey of becoming like jesus there's a sign at the trailhead that reads this hike is both beautiful and arduous, enlivening and tedious, challenging and rewarding. Beautiful and arduous, enlivening and tedious, challenging and rewarding. How do you feel as you read that sign? and get ready to begin this journey. What are the emotions that you experience standing at that trailhead? Don't judge the feeling or analyze the feeling. Just notice the feeling. Excitement, fear, peace. What's the feeling? Now I want you to notice yourself. How are you outfitted for the hike? How are you dressed? What equipment? if any, do you notice you have with you? Take as long as you need to notice. Don't be afraid to see it. And now you look to your right And there's Jesus, ready to make the journey with you. How is he dressed? What equipment, if any, does he have? Jesus turned to you and he says, is there anything you need before we begin this journey? I can give that to you. And you gaze at him, you reflect on his invitation, and then you ask for what you feel like you need in order to make this hike with him. What do you notice yourself asking for? Just stay in the silence until you notice what your heart is asking Jesus to give you that you feel like you need if you're going to make this journey. And then you look at Jesus, and you ask him this question. Jesus, is there anything you want me to know before we start up this trail? And then listen, and see what he says to you. With each part of this exercise today, I just encourage you to take time with each of these questions, to hit the pause button on the podcast and listen and notice. Notice your heart, your desires. Notice Jesus, because you are not making this journey alone. You never have, and you never will. He has always been with you, and He always will. And then later, as you have time, I'd encourage you to journal uh, your experience today. Write down what you heard, what you noticed, what you asked for. And even as you write that out, continue to listen to see if there's anything else He wants you to know.
1: Thank you, Danny. That was... Um, that was a beautiful experience. Evan, um, how was that for you? And uh, and then maybe I'll... Oh sure, But what was that like for you? What did you experience?
0: Yeah, it was a wonderful experience. One, I'm prone to hiking. So it was just an activity where I meet God on, on my own. So to go on that journey without actually having to go on a hike was fun. <laughs> and I, I have some things that I think I can sit down and, and write about later. This idea of being prepared for the hike and then looking over and seeing Jesus standing next to me. And, you know, my response, I think I question my response sometimes in these. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, I have learned to just go with them, even if they don't feel yeah. right, like the right response to have. And I learned about myself through that. And uh, I think that's one of the fun things about these. So looked over and, and it was like, well, what do you want to ask Jesus for? And I had this inclination to, tell him to stay back, that I wanted to do it on my own. <laughs> it's like, no, you stay here, and I, I want to go on this journey. Uh-huh. I, I want to uh, do this, and, and I want to say that I did this. And then uh, after that, you had Jesus. We, we asked if he had any anything for us. Uh-huh. And he kind of just dissipated and said, I am in you and you are in me. So there's no such thing as going on this journey alone no matter how how much you uh-huh. want to go on this journey alone it's this it, have fun because i'm i <laughs> I am in you and, and you and me and that was a a, a beautiful uh, maybe launch onto the journey that was that hike so Do you remember a,
3: what you were feeling
0: when that was happening it was i call them of course moments uh-huh. and this is whenever i so the, the part I wanted to resist was telling Jesus to stay back. Mm-hmm. But instead of resisting that, I said, okay, I'm just going to accept this as my reaction, not knowing where you were taking us on mm-hmm. this and, and not knowing that Jesus was going to respond with, I'm in you and you're in me. And it's like, oh, of course. Mm-hmm. And so in life I have these, uh, my, my wife Grace and I call them, of course, moments where we're either not looking forward to something or resisting our emotional response. And then as soon as we get to whatever or look back on it years later or a day later, even in the moment, and we are like, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't go anywhere without you. Uh, so that was my experience. I, I really appreciate you leading us through that. Sure. It was a great activity.
1: Really great. Yeah, so I, uh, I had, isn't it amazing how God does it and, you know, for if if we had 50 people here with us right now everybody would have had a different experience mm-hmm. with them and they would have all been perfect mm-hmm. for me when you when you talked about the path i i saw a path that was actually leading up to heaven and it was almost as though i was about to start this journey of going on a path that would was going to lead me to to heaven and then you talked about the sign. What, what did you say the sign said? It
3: says it's it's beautiful, but it's arduous.
1: Arduous, though. No.
3: Yeah, it's enlivening, but it's tedious. <laughs> it's challenging, but it's deeply rewarding.
1: Well, when I heard that, <laughs> and this is before you said Jesus is, you know, uh. turn to your right and see Jesus is like, I'm not going on this without you, Jesus. <laughs> and then you said it, and it was like, oh, you know, it was like an exhale. And and then the interchange between the two of us, you know, he, he asked me, how I, you know, is there anything that you need? Yeah, what do you need? And you know, what happened It was my, and it came from my heart. It was just, I, more than anything else, I don't need supplies. I don't need, you know, whatever. I need water. I need your friendship, mm. is what came. And, and I was the words came out. I actually felt it. And I think it was, you know, Evan. It was almost like he took you all the way to being in you. And for me, it was this um, with the friendship. He's with me. Hmm. And and I felt in that moment. Everything was, you know, let's go. Mm. And then just kind of as a sidebar, he said, and I'm thinking we're starting, so this is Mm -hmm. the beginning of it. And then so Jesus just got, you know, this impression I got, the sense I got was him saying, you know, by the way, we've been on this this hike (laughs) (laughs) for a while now. (laughs) Glad glad you're on board now. (laughs) Glad you're aware now. (laughs) So anyhow, it was really, it it was awesome. And Danny, you have just... You know, not everybody listening here just have such a special way of in- inviting us to him. And, and, uh, so thank you again. You're I welcome. I really
3: appreciate it. Glad to do it. <laughs>
0: If you'd like to learn more about becoming a spiritual director, contact Danny through his website, dannymullins.org. If you're looking for a local community to go on this journey with, we'd like to invite you to what we call Reveal. We have groups beginning in January and would love for you to join. Reveal is a small group environment where you can learn more about who God is and who God uniquely made you to be. His prized creation. It is designed to create an environment where transformation and spiritual formation can occur in your life. Our small group curriculum helps start the conversation, but it is the Holy Spirit who guides our time together. Reveal small groups are for ages 16 and above, men and women, single and married. We meet in various locations throughout Atlanta metro area, either weekly or every other week. We also have an online version, which allows for groups to form from any location. To learn more about Reveal, please visit our website, cloudwalk.org reveal. Thanks for listening to the Thin Space podcast. If you have a chance, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Your review goes a long way in helping us reach people outside of our community.